Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce is here with me. Patrick, how are you doing this morning? I am doing just fine, sir. We've got a little rain, so the uh, we might even see a touch of green on the lawn here for the first time in a couple of weeks. That's good. I haven't mowed the lawn in I don't know how long, Patrick. It's isn't <laughs> growing right now. It's, it's no. unbelievable. It is. It's uh, it is quite the uh, quite the drought. I think it compares uh, with '88. I was playing golf in '88, so I didn't mind the drought then. I liked that extra twenty yards of bounce, but uh, not not so much anymore because I don't play anymore. So anyway, no, not good for uh, not good for most uh, most things. Um, I could do a uh, speaking of droughts. The Vikings have never won a Super Bowl segue, but I'm not that kind of person, Patrick. Instead, let's just talk about this year. Um, I don't know. Let's, I want to start with the Vikings. I want to talk a little twins after that and some Miguel Cabrera as well, but let's start with the Vikings. I don't know if you watched any of the, what I think what is now, I think the all important second preseason game because <laughs> the starters get a little bit more run because there's only three preseason games now. Uh, some stars might have to play the third game. Now they're talking about that because they didn't score an offensive touchdown again, two preseason games and it gets just the preseason we can you know throw any as many caveats as you want but you know if you're going to get excited as we have in past years about good preseason performances you got to be a little bit alarmed I guess at at least some of the things you've seen so far but the head coach was in a much better mood after the second game at least at halftime after you saw the way his starters played on defense um I think Patrick I think this year Mike Zimmer does not care a single bit about the offense, does not care a single bit about his quarterback's <laughs> feelings because you know, he's ripping him about the vaccine. They're talking about bringing in Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin who ripped him eight months ago. Um, Mike Zimmer, I think Mike Zimmer wants to show everybody he didn't need this quarterback. He didn't need any elite high-paid quarterback. Just give me the defense and I can do it myself. Well, I think he certainly is uh, is in a better mood because the defense, when the first team was was in there, uh, gave up nothing, and really they they only gave up twelve points in the game, and uh, the two big guys in the middle looked good, stopped the run. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right that he's he's uh, happy about uh, that's why he was in a better mood. That, uh, but uh, you know the the thing about the third week is uh, the the last game being the third time they do have a week off so i mean it's it's really no different than the the than the third game used to be you have a week off so there's no reason not to play your regulars if you want to for a while what's with delvin cook he never plays in uh, exhibition games huh is this it uh, yeah maybe running back gonna, maybe adrian never did either i don't think i think yeah, running back after probably a needed. while he after yeah. a while, he did, and and Dalvin early on had the injury problem, so maybe that's it. But uh, that offense, we're not going to find out how good that offense is until we see Dalvin Cook on the field. Right? Yeah, Justin and, Jefferson too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you got to. So it's it's hard to get nervous about him and what uh, Cousins threw five out of it was five out of seven all short passes yeah 23 23, 23 yards. yards 23, 23 yards. yards so uh, I guess uh, we're gonna I, I it'll be interesting to me I mean if the offense is not explosive uh, we're gonna be on Clint Kubiak after about two games right and we like to turn on our offensive coordinators but uh, I you know I the, the, the mystery offensively, obviously, is uh, 
the offensive line uh, that somehow they got in a situation where they got Russia and Hill playing even a more important position than he used to play. I think the Riley Reef decision is uh, is controversial. Uh, he he had a pretty good year as a left tackle, and all of a sudden they they uh, they they were too cheap to pay him, so they let him go, and uh, they. They don't have a left tackle right now. Darsau's had two surgeries, and uh, he, he was going to be a it was going to be an adjustment for him anyway, right? I mean, it's yeah. they're not. Hey, we got you know this isn't like uh, McKinney who you know weighed seven hundred pounds and was coming in to play what he played right tackle, right? No, like, no he was he, left, he tackle. left tackle. Yeah. yeah, and they they started him in game three right that year, and he he played okay, but this guy's this guy is. Uh, you know, we, we don't know. He was, he was highly rated into the draft, but you, how, how did they end up in the situation after using all this ammunition to draft offensive linemen with a, a journeyman at left tackle and a guy we've never heard of at right guard. I, I don't understand. How Cause, this, Cause uh, they're not any good at it. They've never been good yeah. at it. It's, 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 it's baffling. It's you'd think like the law of averages. I mean, they've spent, a lot of draft capital over the years now on offensive linemen. Like you said, like the critique for a long time was they just weren't drafting them, right? They got kind of whether you, want to, call it, whether you want to say lucky or whether you want to say they were astute. They'd, they'd, they'd hit on some like sixth rounders, you know, over the, yes. over time with like John Sullivan, guys like that. So they thought they could do that. So they kept doing that. It didn't work. So like, okay, we finally got to invest. And, you know, they hit on Brian O'Neill, but the rest of them, we don't know yet. None of these guys do we know yet. I have a, I believe that Kirk Cousins uh, this season, through his entire career, his time in Washington, his time here when he first came in, this is the most pressure that has ever been on him. Uh, a, uh, you, you know, the fate of the head coach and the general manager rely, relies with him. Uh, the, the fans are ready to turn on him as never before. They're going to, you know, they're going to kill him. If he comes out and they have to punt on their second possession, you know, they're, if they have to punt on their first two possessions, they're going to be on him at home. And uh, I, I think that uh, that is, uh, you know, I know I think we spend too much time just absolutely dissecting quarterbacks, but I really feel that this guy is, uh, is, is walking into the cauldron as he's never done before in his career, that people are ready to get him. And if, in, and he is going to be blamed for any offensive failures, even if the offensive line still stinks. Yeah, I think that's true. I think you're right. I mean, the only other, probably the only other comparison would be 2018 when he came in here right off the free agent deal and they've gone to the NFC title game the year before. So it's yes. like, so there was much, a lot of Super Bowl talk that year, but you know, he was on, he was, it was his first year, his first year of a three-year contract and it didn't work that year, but I don't think everybody blamed him. He still had a good statistical year. That was more of an offensive line failure. You could point to a lot of things. They fired the coordinator midway through the year as they are wont to do. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know how, I don't know if Kirk under pressure, what that, is that good for him? I mean, sometimes it, he, sometimes he can channel that in the right way, but I don't think over the years you would say you want Kirk cousins uncomfortable. Do you, I think you want him comfortable. Yes. Oh, oh, definitely. 100%. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, this, 
no matter what happens in exhibition three, this is going to be a great mess mystery. Uh, as, as most NFL a beautiful mystery as Aaron Rodgers might say. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful mystery as most seasons are in the NFL, unless you're so loaded with, unless you got Patrick Mahomes or something, right. I mean, most seasons are, are a mystery in the NFL. And, uh, this one is to me is this really is a could go either way uh, season. Cause they, do I still think they are going to be more talented than most everybody they play, but yeah. whether they get their act together or not is uh, beyond me. And whether the coach goes nuts when they're having a bad performance and uh, what's, our, what's going to be our view of him. If, if this season turns into nine and eight or, you know, and they squeeze into the playoffs and then he's, he's gone after this season. Uh, Zim as his time here. Uh, yeah. I, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, certainly uh, had some uh, outstanding defenses there, but, uh, and, and was interesting to have around, but uh, man, in the modern, in the modern sports is seen you know in the modern the way sports are handled by head coaches and managers and stuff now with this constant pr crapola and kissing up kissing up to everybody even when things aren't good uh having this crusty uh guy who was so quick tempered is uh he was we know this, and I think I've said this before uh, to you, Mike. We know this. The next one is going to be a 40-year-old cheerleader that yep. coached the Vikings. The next yep. one. We should, you know, we as news, as, as media types, we should love the fact we have Zim because he's the last one we're ever going to see. After this, it's going to be all BS. Yeah, so. that's true. And I, I think. I don't know what the view would be like. He would let's you're right. Let's say they, they go nine and eight and make the playoffs quick exit. And they just decide, okay, we got to start over. And I don't know if that would be a start over moment, but it could be, it would be what playoffs in four of his eight years. It would be winning two playoff games. You would have been, you'd had the benefit of, you know, ownership that has spent plenty of money. It's not, yeah. it's not a question of, do they have the resources to get the new stadium? They get the new practice facility. I think the, I think the overall assessment of his tenure, if it would have ended after this year in that way, would have been eh, a little bit above average. Not bad. Not uh, not great. Wanted more, but it was I get the feeling people overrate him slightly. And just in terms of what they've accomplished, they made the playoffs three out of seven years. I mean, that's that's not great. No, no, it's not. Uh, the other thing is, I never give uh, I never give NFL teams for spending money because you can only spend so much, and then you can you can, for want of a better word, screw any player you want to, basically by not paying them if you don't like the way the contract is working out. So, uh, I mean, the the fact that the Wilfs spent to the cap does not make them noble because they're making $200 million a year anyway, when they have a full season. So, uh, you know, whenever you see a bottom line with an NFL team, remember that uh, that bottom line is uh, also can, can includes what they borrowed to buy the team, the payments on that. And so we're paying off the team for them out of that money. And then when they turn around and sell it, it's going to be, you know, there's right. for way, 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 way more money 
they could deserve no credit. Unlike, you know, baseball is really the only sport where it, it matters what the owners spend. Right. Yeah. It's the only, you know, it's because it's the only sport where it's up to the owners, everybody else you can spend to the cap and, and they do. So there's no, to me, there's no, uh, glory for uh, Leopold or, or, or Wilf or, uh, you know, Glenn Taylor to spend to the cap. That's just, that's just what you do. Now the NBA, it's weird to, uh, you can go over the cap and stuff like that. But anyway, that's not my point. Let's just, I know that people get mad at the poll ads and not the Wilfs. Well, the Wilfs are spending like everybody else in the league. They're not like superbly uh, uh, funding their team or anything like that. Now they did with the new facility and everything, but as far as players, you spend what you spend, right? That's yeah. So yeah. And we'll see what they can get done this year to your point just a minute ago too. I do. I agree. I think I've even said this on the access Vikings podcast with, with Ben and Andrew. Uh, I feel like the degree of variance with this team is as high as I can remember it being where I could see them, winning like literally anywhere between five and 12 games this year. Like it could go like they're talented enough that if things go well, I could see them winning 12 games going 12 and five. I don't think that's far fetched given how good their skill position guys are if they stay healthy. But in a year like this, where they've kind of like, you know, kind of, they kind of know that this is kind of, this is their, this is it moment. When these things go South, they go South fast. Yeah, that's true. And uh, guess what? When this year's over, and if Kirk has a bad year, and uh, you're ready to move on for Kirk, uh, you have not found your quarterback yet. You're gonna no. have, you're gonna have to go through the whole process. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to do uh, what they what they've done in Chicago, uh, what they're gonna have to do in Green Bay. Uh, they they don't know if they found their quarterback yet. The next uh, Detroit, uh, you know they. They went and got a guy who failed miserably with a good roster. So you, you're going to have to go. The Kellen Mond is not going to be your quarterback around here for years to come. So you're going to have to go get, you're going to have to go through that whole process again, which will be good luck to the new coach if this season blows up. But uh, the vibe is in this uh Training camp has been, and that's, I still call it training camp, even though it's not officially training camp, um, has been very similar to 2010. And uh, while it's certainly not going to go as far backwards as that, because they have uh, more talent and more commitment, I think, from their players, uh, I, I think that the vibe has been so bad that it's it's hard to be as optimistic as I certainly was when the training camp started, I thought, man, they loaded up on defense. They got this explosive offense, uh, you know, statistically. And, uh, you know, I, I thought 11, 12, I thought they'd win the division easy. And now I think I see a team that's going to scrounge to make the playoffs. Yep. I think that's true. And you're right. Mond, I mean, very early in his career right now, but was not uh, impressive in the second half on Saturday. He just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, you just don't know exactly what's there yet either. And by the way, cousins final point on the Vikings. Uh, yeah. Even if you're ready to move on for him next year, by the way, he's got $45 million coming yes. to him in 2022. So good luck with, I, uh, with that. I also saw what Rogers Rogers over there and you know, it's this whole thing. He can leave after this year. The dead money is 23 million. I saw 
if they let him leave. Yeah. If, if that's what, you know, really, I think the, I think the Packers think they're going to have him for two more years. Don't you? Like yeah, I think they'd like to anyway. We'll see. I don't know. They, a, I think I'd want yeah. Aaron Rodgers around as long as I could. I don't know. Sure. And I think he's, you know, he can come back and say they talk to me more. And I mean, it, I think he's, he he can save face now by, uh, you know, saying, Hey, they're, you know, they've consulted right. me on that or right. whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, they're overrated by the way. I really do think even with him back, I, you know, last year was their chance and they screwed it up. And yes. uh, I think they're vastly overrated. I think if the Vikings go, uh, you know, go South, this is going to be the worst division of, I think you're going to have, you could be the old times when Bud used to win the division at eight, seven and one yeah. you know, or eight and eight uh, uh, after, after the glory years, you could have, you could have nine and eight winning the division this year, I think. None of these teams are that good. If if the Vikings aren't, the Vikings are the only one of the four that could be really good, I think. Interesting. And, but I don't think they're going to be really good because just things are screwed up and they're they're goofy. And, you know, I heard Thielen talking to Ben Lieber at the end of the exhibition game about how great the vibe is. Ben, ben Lieber getting all this credit for asking the hard question about the mask. Well, he didn't mention mask in the interview. He didn't say, is your locker room split because some of you dummies don't wear masks. <laughs> it, it was a vague little, uh, you know, suggestions, uh, you know, there's been some things, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I like Lieber as a guy, but, uh, yeah. this was not like hardcore journalism saying to Thielen on the sidelines, you know, the word out is the words out that you're, you're a man, you're not a mask guy either. Uh, has that divided the locker room? That was not the way he asked his question. That was the way it was treated, yes. but that's what he said. That's not what he asked. So no, anyway. and we can't, we can't forget that storyline either. I mean, it's kind of quieted down for the last couple of weeks, but that can flare up at any moment. Um, Patrick, I want to transition because I enjoyed your column the other day on our guy, Jose Miranda. We've both written about him at a certain point now because I wrote about him right after he hit those three home runs yes. in his Saints debut. And, you know, you wondered after that, was that just kind of a, hey, he had a, a great game. But he has gone on after that to keep hitting at St. Paul after hitting a ton at Wichita earlier in the year. What 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 were some of your takeaways from you know, getting out there, talking to him, talking to Toby Gardenhire, just about, you know, where this guy fits into the organization and just the year he's having is one of the best years they've, they've probably seen from a prospect in a while. And, and you know, the in, in an era where like big leagues has 12 or 13 guys hitting 300, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's the same in the minor leagues The pitching's dominate. Everybody's got 14 pitchers. He's hitting 340, you know, yeah. that's that's a big number. That's, that's the equivalent of 380 three years ago, you know, three, four years ago. Uh, he's a bigger kid than I remember. And I'd watched him and I'd watched him on a backfield there a couple of days. Uh, and, uh, well, in 19, I think. And, uh, my friend of mine, Billy Milas, a scout told me this kid can really hit. And, uh, so I, I started watching him then and he didn't hit at all. 2019 he had a terrible year at Fort Myers and that they were all disappointed but he's a bigger guy uh, I think an ordinary third baseman not a real good one no. his hands are okay but he's slow he's he does not run fast he's a big guy 
but uh, the bat, uh, you know, the bat plays and it's going to be interesting uh, what they, you know, he's 24 now, 23, I think, I think still is 23 going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's six years, six years in the wires. And he's, uh, he's, you know, he got signed young as a uh, second round draft choice out of, uh, out of Puerto Rico. And, uh, but he's a big, big kid. He can hit and, uh, it's this, you know, this Donaldson situation is, uh, is, is quite the obstacle for this team. What are they going to yes. do? A guy is, as mediocre as could be, he's, you know, he's, he's, you don't know when he's going to play. You got to DH him two thirds of the time and you still owe him $50 million. Yeah. That, uh, they, they don't, I've talked about this and I want you to finish your point here. I, I, I feel like that move to sign him and I know they kind of were, at a different place, but I don't know if we were as critical about that at the time as we needed to be. Cause that, that it was, that was even suspect at the time to give that much money to a guy that age at that position with that history. And you wouldn't give Eduardo Escobar, who is a way better player, way better player than Donaldson. You wouldn't give him like three years. I know he ended up signing three for 27. He wouldn't have taken that here at the time but he would have taken 35 for three or something. Yeah. You wouldn't give him the money. He wanted to, you know, you were going to show how brilliant you were with your trades, one of your best players. And then you bring this guy in and now you're at ungodly amount of money. What weird, weird thing to do. And then they, uh, you know, and now they're stuck with them. Horizon's position is third base. Miranda's position is third base. Yeah. Uh, Austin Martin, one of his positions, the kid at Wichita now is one of his positions is third base. And you, what are you going to do? You can't, this guy can't be your DH. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess he, I, I don't know. You don't want to, you know, one thing about getting rid of Nelson Cruz, you can, you can use that position now to, to play other guys, which I think in modern baseball is the way you like to do it. But what are they going to do? There's absolutely. Yeah. Stuck with him, man. You know, he actually had a couple of good weeks in what end of June. You thought and said, "Yeah, maybe they'll be able to move him with by paying half the money or something." Uh, and then he's been, you know, he's hardly played when he. And then now that he's back playing again, he, you know, he he's not. You know what? He's disappointed to me. He's not good in the clutch. He has not been good in the clutch at all. And uh, you know, once in a while, I hit a two run homer when it. You know, it seems like it doesn't count very often. Uh, I don't know. He's been, uh, you're right. I mean, it's a complete flop and, you know, you know, the first year he didn't play and, uh, right. And it it makes no, makes no sense on next, makes no sense on next year's roster. I mean, if you're, even if you think you're going to be okay and getting better next year, you don't want to be paying somebody like that. Like they, they got to figure something out. I, they got close to getting, they got close to moving him at the deadline from what I understand, but it, it didn't happen. But, Maybe they'll be interested this well, offseason. Well, there was some thought Atlanta taking back because their uh, their hitting was so mediocre there. <laughs> now, now that they're running away with that division, uh, and they did they they certainly aren't going to be. I don't know where you're going to move them. I I don't know yeah. who's going to. Uh, I, I you know, but man alive, you're going to eat fifty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and yeah. And even if you do that, then you, you get, you know, you're still counting on prospects. You're still counting on, you know, we don't know what Miranda will do at this level, but 
I'd love to see him in, you know, I'd love to see him get a well, couple ba- couple weeks well, he, here. Just I just want to see what he can do. Yes, yeah, I do too. And and, and you you know, uh the other thing is you can't be moving Polanco back to shortstop no. player. Second, we've we've done that. Then Polanco's a much better second baseman, and he's not a shortstop. And so A, you don't you don't have a shortstop. No. And, no, you don't have a shortstop, you don't know exactly what you and, want to do at third base. Way, First base too is now that settled. Rise is not a left fielder. That's uh no yeah, found that out. So you got two third basemen, and then you got Donaldson standing in the way. And uh I don't know, I guess they could, you know, one reason you got him, right, is because he was gonna really tighten up the fielding, right? Third yeah, base. That hasn't been great. Well, you don't you don't need that now. No. What are they gonna do at shortstop? I don't know. I asked Phil Miller that last week when I talked to him, and it's it's a mystery. I mean, I think they would have hoped you know i think the the idea before this year was that it would be royce lewis in 22 but he had the acl and now they're probably gonna need a one-year kind of veteran hope it's not gonna be andrelton i don't think again but someone like it. that i love andrelton at times but uh he has really been a he's been i think what he's been in the last month has been a very careless fielder he's yeah. uh made more he makes amazing plays but but plus he can't hit i mean no, he can't I, hit. They had no idea that he was a 215 hitter and right so they're gonna have to do something but yeah donaldson is oh, man but a miranda yeah let's see him he can hit i mean let's let's let's, let's see uh, him let's see him what the hell let's see joe ryan too he had nine strikeouts in his four inning saints debut the other day and he looks like he just looks like oh, a pitcher well, with my taking a hike on him they're going to have to bring him up, aren't they? They got to have, I mean, they, they, who's, you know, what is criminal? What? Criminal as far as ownership of a baseball team and operation of a baseball team to send Charlie Barnes. Yes. An 88 mile an hour fastball out against the Yankees. He had zero chance to get the Yankees to go two innings again i mean they let him after the game was lost they let him keep going out there that was a disgrace that's like pitching pedro hernandez in september in uh 2011 and 12 or whatever giving a right giving a guy who was pitching for the saints the next year this guy is i mean this is not this is not acceptable as no that just gave up they were just like let's just get this game in because yeah. there's no chance yeah. in that game yeah that well, yes he has no chance to get him out and maeda was so disgusted with him the way that with the shifts killing him he got i mean he bailed basically because he was bad because they little routine ground balls were base hits right yeah did you see how mad he was yeah time? yeah I mean, like, this is bs west had to come <laughs> talk to him and then he, <laughs> eight pitches later he's out he's bailed. i think they'll move him too don't you i don't know but there was that <laughs> what was the there was the report that came out right after the deadline that there was talk of a donaldson and maida trade to the mets i feel like um that those guys were going to be a package deal so that oh, sounds yeah, like but- they were just wide open for business at the deadline and whatever happened happened and one guy we didn't yeah. even get to, and I want to get to Miguel Cabrera here quick in a second, but one guy yes. we didn't even get to is uh, Byron Buxton, who also was a lot of trade talk. He's been playing with the Saints for the last few days, hit a home run Sunday. Love to see him yeah. back here yeah. at the big club, too. Yeah, why is he not in Boston Tuesday? 
don't know. Should be. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're going to wait till he gets hurt again. And in St. Paul, (laughs) we've already done that, for God's sake. He's played more in St. Paul than he like the I do like the fact he played five innings, and then we had to give him a day of rest and recovery while you're on the rehab. Rest and recovery. I'd like to find a guy who came up with that phrase and put him in a headlock. (laughs) (laughs) That crap. I got another. I got another lingo thing, but first, let's talk about. Yeah, let's get, let's get Miggy because we only got a few few minutes left here. Miguel Cabrera, five hundred home runs, closing in on three thousand hits too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, would be only. 40, he needs forty some though, so he's gonna have to play another year. He won't get forty hits, I don't think. Do you? Yeah, it'd be a wouldn't be out of the question, but yeah, it would be a you know, at the rate he plays now, maybe not. If they uh, let him, not a slam dunk. He'll play every day, but I've always loved the guy. I yeah. saw him as a 20-year-old kid, you know, with Miami. He was going to be one of the great, great hitters of all time, and he was until his his legs went out on him about the last three years. And uh, you know, I, you know, he's he's basically now hitting with his upper body. You know? Yeah, doesn't, doesn't have that foundation anymore. But it's amazing. I, it 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 wasn't always there that he was such a right center field hitter, uh, you know, that he could take that pitch outside, you know, on the outer half and drive it to right field. But, but now that's basically where all his power is. But for the last, for the last 10 years, at least he's been the best right field power hitter I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's for a right-handed hitter. Yes. And uh, it's amazing how he, in that ballpark, that's another thing you got to remember. They moved for some reason. This these dummies had Miguel Cabrera, and they moved into and they made the park the biggest park in <laughs> right. baseball. Why did they do that? He, Maybe their pitching he, stunk. I don't know. He'd, he'd have well, no, they had all the good pitching. Yeah, that's true. They did teams. I mean, he'd have five fifty if he wasn't playing in America, and uh, but he's a he's a great guy, and uh, I don't think we've ever. Uh, We've ever got him uh, on the on the uh, PEDs that to the point that there's you know been hints here and there, but I I I think he's a he's a Hall of Famer for sure. I yeah. don't think don't think that anything. Yeah, I mean he's first ballot ninety six eighty percent. You know we got idiots who won't vote for him. So there's always four or five percent who won't vote for certain you know people just right. to kind of a point and I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah. And I, and a real character, all the players love the guy. I mean, really? he's, the, he's the favorite opponent of other players. Cause he's, you know, he's pulling pranks on him over at first base and he's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's just doing goofy stuff. So yeah. yeah of Maggie and, and if much like Harmon, you know, Harmon had to, Harmon had to wait like two weeks to hit his 500 uh, when he, when he hit him for the twins and then he hit a second one the same day. So, right. uh, so I was getting a little nervous about Maggie had that whole homestand without hitting the home runs. I was getting a little nervous, but because uh, uh, it did, yeah, at some point it gets embarrassing, but, but the Harmon was in his prime as a home run hitter when he had to wait. And, yeah. uh, and uh, Miggy was, you know, Miggy's, it's not a surprise that it took him a while because he doesn't hit that many now because he takes whatever hits he'll, he can get. But uh, one of the all-time greats, that's for sure. No doubt about it. What was your piece Here, of lingo? my other thing. I saw this from our gopher soccer, women's soccer coach today, and I'm seeing it for everybody. How come in business, uh, which used to be, used to say, uh, you know, 
business used to have groups, right? Yeah. Big groups. Now they have teams, right? Yes. Business got teams and teams are now groups in, in sports. We got our group. We yeah, are our that's true. Group. Rocco's an our group guy. I saw this soccer coach says our group has this. That's become the big cliche now in base in sports is group. I don't like it. Go back to being a team. Shut up about group. I don't <laughs> give, like it. You're not a group. You're a team. Give you're the group back to business. Give you're the group back position. to business. Let's swap it back. Our, our, it back. Group, our group of idiot quarterbacks, you know, get their group. <laughs> I do not like group. Okay. <sighs> Okay. I do not like group for sports. We're not a, you're not, our group is driving me nuts, you know? Yeah. And uh, when you get as old and cranky as I do, you look for stuff to annoy you. And this is one that's annoying me group. And and like the veteran uh, radio podcast, man, that you are, you brought it full circle by saying our group of idiot quarterbacks. So congratulations <laughs> yes. on that. Okay. I love it, sir. Appreciate it. We'll yeah, get you next week. week. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.